Germany's homeless population has increased over the past years. In Berlin alone, the estimated number of people living on the streets ranges between six and 10,000. So, because um, you can be homeless and nobody sees it because you are, you are well-dressed and you drive around in the uh, S-Bahn all day. Coming up on Studio Berlin, host Sumi Samaskanda takes a closer look at homelessness and poverty in Germany and Berlin and why concrete numbers can be hard to pin down. There is no solid research on the homelessness. What can be done to address the issue? That's up next here on KCRW Berlin. Stay tuned. Welcome to Studio Berlin, our weekly current affairs show here on KCRW Berlin. Each week, we're taking a closer look at the events and issues moving us here in Germany's capital and in Europe. I'm your host, Sumi Somaskanda. This week, we're talking about an issue that, quite frankly, we just don't talk about enough, homelessness. Here in Germany's capital, it's estimated that anywhere between six and 10,000 are homeless. You've got 100,000 problems. You've a pent-up appetite for 1,000 euros worth of food and only one euro in your pocket. That was a man who identified himself to KCRW Berlin as Carlos, talking about the dilemma he faces as a homeless person in Berlin. Germany's homeless population has increased by more than 4% over the previous year, according to the Federation of Organizations Working with the Homeless. That comes as poverty and inequality on a whole are on the rise in Germany. Why is that and what can be done? We'll be discussing that with Jutta Almendinger. She's the president of the WZB Berlin Social Science Center. She's also a senior fellow at the Center for European Studies at Harvard University. And Jutta spent time researching homelessness in Los Angeles last year. And Wilhelm Nadolny from the Berliner Stadtmission, or Berlin City Mission. That is one of the main organizations serving Berliners of all social classes, in particular those who are seeking shelter. And Wilhelm leads the Bahnhofsmission Zoologische Garten. That's one of Berlin's main train stations. Hello. Good to have you both. Wilhelm, let's start with the question, who do we qualify as homeless here in Berlin? So... There are really homeless people who sleep under bridges or in empty buildings or stuff like that. And there are also homeless people who don't have a place to call a home that they rent or that they own. So um, you have those definitions. You have people who are really living on the street and you have people who are living in um, conditions that don't qualify as a really real place to live, you know. We mentioned that there's this big discrepancy in uh, how many people are uh, registered as, as homeless or at least qualified as homeless here in Berlin between six and 10,000. There's no official number on that yet. Why is that? I guess there are many reasons because um, it's quite difficult to assess this number because, um, I mean, it is possible we will try to do it in January um, with a night of solidarity, as it is called. But homelessness is really, it's not the case that it's really good visible so because um, you can be homeless and nobody sees it because you are you are well dressed and you are um, you can take a shower regularly and you drive around in the S-Bahn all day and nobody sees that you are homeless and how can you count that and the other thing is that uh, um, if you see it in that way that um, the German law really says that you can't be homelessness against your will because um, it's against the constitution kind of and 
the government has uh, um, responsibility to um, give you a shelter. So if you can't be homeless, I can't count you. Right. So that's one viewpoint. Well, I would more generally say that uh, this is a huge lack of attention to the problem. And it's a huge lack of attention uh, both uh, from the government, uh, or it has been over a long time, it changed a little bit, and uh, so there are some efforts to change this. But uh, even if we look into uh, the sciences, in the social sciences, there is no solid research on the homelessness, and even more, there is no connection to the power from the poverty research to the well, as I call it, uh, the poverty of housing. So um, as you already said, we do not know the dynamics of being homeless. Is a person homeless only for a couple uh, of months and then uh, comes back uh, and finds housing? Um, is a person uh, living in this state for years? We don't really know why they become homeless. We don't know how they get out of homeless. So everything we usually do in poverty research, we do not apply uh, to the problem of homelessness. Yuta, why is that? Why is there this lack of a body of research on who exactly qualifies as homeless? You're saying there's essentially a gap in in the numbers and the research there. Yeah, a lot has to do with uh, that uh, we have a different policy in treating the homeless compared to the U.S., which I know much better because we hide them away. So they usually are scattered throughout Berlin in shelters. We have a lot of defensive architecture, so that they are not seen in the major streets of Germany. They are, uh, well, the police does everything to <laughs> call them away. So um, those are all reasons, but by far no excuses why research itself did not pay enough attention. It also may be the reason uh, that the numbers uh, increased steadily over time because we lost a lot of uh, social housing. And so we have a lack of housing, and uh, in particular, a lack of housing for uh, poor people. Wilhelm, just to pick up on what Jutta has been saying, there's a lack of attention being paid to this issue. Do you think from your work at the Bahnhofsmission that people, Berliners, uh, people who live here are also unaware of the situation? It changed over the last years. I worked there since 2011. And it really, um, the, the problem in Berlin gets more visible every year. So um, people um, are in the trains um, and people are on the um open spaces and in front of the supermarkets and you see them now and we, we try to make them visible um, in talking with politicians, with um, journalists um, to say, um, yeah, there are homeless people and we have to do something about it because yeah, we can do something about it. Let's hear again from Carlos, who we spoke to earlier about how it is increasingly difficult to find a warm space for the night. I prefer going outside Berlin at night because outside there are still some banks that aren't locked, where there aren't any alarms and where we can sleep inside. Wilhelm, maybe you can comment on that. Jutta mentioned that uh, police are also trying to push homelessness perhaps out of the uh, vision of people who are moving around the city. Is this a common problem that people who face homelessness in Berlin are having to look for new places to spend a night? Um, and definitely. The most infamous example would be the um, the district uh, Berlin-Mitte. We have a great green park in the middle of Berlin. It's called Tiergarten. And it was a good place for homeless people to stay there. 
um, and the um, district said, we don't want that. And they are pushing people out of the um, district and they have to go somewhere else. And But where can they go? Because in the other districts, you can't sleep on benches, you can't sleep in other places, you can't sleep in train stations and um, nobody wants you in your... Uh, in your entryway from your housing or, or something like that. So it's really difficult. And, and I would say, yeah, that's a big problem, that, that the people, um, that we tend to push them out of the city. Um, we try to do something about it, but we are just just a small wheel in the um, machine. So, William, I would uh, actually add uh, those shelters which I mentioned before. I mean, they are available in Berlin. There are not enough places, but this is not the only problem. You can't bring your dogs, uh, you can't bring partners to the shelters. You uh, can only stay there until 6 or 7 o'clock uh, in the morning, then you have to leave. Uh, and this is usually a place people feel not safe at all. So when we interview homeless people, they say, well, I actually feel safer on the street than I feel on the, in those shelters. So this does not seem to be a good solution, although in the U.S. Uh, I was always told, well, why do you complain about Germany? Germany is heaven for us because you have much more facilities of this type. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Yutan, one will pick up on. Perhaps one question to both of you about who we're discussing here. You know, who are the people who are facing homelessness? Obviously, it's it's a broad population and there are differences between them. But who is mostly affected by homelessness? Well, because we don't have a count, you know, we also don't know exactly the group composition. We know that uh, we have uh, we have more young people compared to older people. We uh, know that we are an increasing percentage of female, but still uh, we have more male than female. But as long as we don't have statistics, we can't do something. And from time to time, I think they even don't want to have the statistics because uh, without them, not really action can be taken. I would like to add, because I I only have the perspective of... um, the institution that I work for, the homeless person in, in Germany or in Berlin is a male. He's maybe 40 years old. And it can be that he is from another European country. That's a trend that we can see, but um, it's not researched enough. We're going to take a short break, but coming up, we're going to talk more about homelessness, also poverty and inequality on the rise, and also what Los Angeles and Berlin have in common when it comes to homelessness. This week on This American Life, the story of a couple who were unhappy for 27 years. He had a temper. She never really loved him. And then they split up, divorced. And then, two years after that, to everybody's surprise, especially their grown children, they fell in love and married each other again. And everything this time was different. How that could possibly be, this week. Catch This American Life every Sunday at 5 p.m., on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to KCRW Berlin on 104.1 FM. This week on Studio Berlin, we're talking about homelessness and poverty here in Germany and Berlin with Jutta Almendinger and Wilhelm Nadolny. Before we pick up our conversation, let's listen to Thomas Specht, the former director of the Federation of Organizations Working with Homeless. Here's what he told KCRW Berlin. 
we had once about 4.1 million uh, social housing, and at the moment it's still 1.1 million. So we lose about 80,000 units a year, and we build new social housing at a rate of around 30,000 years, so which doesn't compete with the loss of social housing that we have every every year. Wilhelm, let's pick up on that thought. This is something that Utah mentioned a little earlier as well. How big of an issue is the scarcity of uh, social housing here in Berlin? I think it's a part of, of the issue that we have with homeless people. Um, what I can say from our work that um, we have many people who are really afflicted by mental illnesses and um, and addiction and stuff like that. And it's really difficult, even if we had a place um that they can rent or something like that, it will be really difficult. Um, there are some projects like Housing First that try that, but we live in a society where we um, exclude people um, relatively fast from participating in the daily life. And that's what my feeling is about this matter, that um, um, they, they can't compete in, this, in, um, in the job market or something like that, and they... Um, lose their housing because there is not enough of it. Maybe social housing will uh, alleviate that. Wilhelm, um, I would add a couple of more reasons, uh, just connecting to Berlin. We know that rents increased considerably. They increased over the last two years by uh, one euro and 80 per square meter. This is tremendously much, and it's much an, a much higher increase in rents compared to housing subsidies, so what we call Wohngeld. So they uh, cannot cover with those housing subsidies their rents anymore. And uh, in part, they have to pay 50 or even 60 percent of their monthly uh, wages or of their monthly uh, available money for rents, so they don't have enough uh, for life. So this actually an either or. Either you know, you buy something to eat uh, or you can uh, live in an apartment. So this seems to be a huge problem. It also is connected to an increase in social inequality, broadly defined. So we see that uh, the two lowest deciles of the income distribution or the wealth distribution lost considerably over the last five years, while the top Seventh, eight, ninth, and ten percent of the income distribution or the wealth distribution gained a lot of money or wealth. Uh, so, and this has something to do with our problem as well. I mean, it's just obviously social inequality is getting more and more accepted in Germany as well, or seems to be natural. And this, uh, this idea of a good social welfare state is a little bit disappearing due to neoliberalism. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and I would like to add that um, the, the margin for error for the individual peoples, um, it's getting smaller, you know. Um, if something goes wrong in your life, then you lose your housing. And it was not that way uh, 30 years ago, I guess. Yeah. When I moved to Berlin 12 years ago, Berlin was great. I moved from Munich to Berlin, and there was this cheap housing I could afford, you know, a, an apartment with five rooms. It was like, you know, it was just wonderful. I couldn't afford this anymore. Um, and uh, it, it also is a problem for artists. It is a problem for startups. But in particular, it is a problem for the weakest of the weakest. 
And Yuta, maybe I can pick up on that and ask you about the research that you did in Los Angeles. And you looked also at uh, poverty and homeless uh, homeless communities there. What can you tell us that you found there? Well, um, I actually uh, have, a, have never worked in this area before June last year when I was uh, in Santa Monica. And I had a ch- uh, jet lag and so I uh, went to the beach And of course, I mean, going to California, you expect to meet homeless people. I mean, I was not surprised about that. Um, But then when I came back from my walk, uh, I met two homeless people who were very well dressed suddenly, who looked in a mirror, were combing their hair and getting all dressed up. So I thought, well, I'm going to ask uh, what they're going to do. And to my big surprise, they told me that they are school teachers in their first year, but uh, that from their wage they cannot afford uh, anything to live on uh, in uh, Los Angeles or the L.A. area um, with which uh, they can reach their schools in a fair amount of time. So for the first time in my life, I got aware that we are not talking about the mentally ill people or the drug abusers, the alcohol abusers that we also talk about full-time working people who can't afford uh, housing from their wages. And uh, this is uh, what uh, sort of um, got my interest into why I'm studying in particular this population both in Los Angeles and in Berlin. And in Berlin, we have an increasing number of the working homeless, as I call this population. Yeah, Wilhelm, what parallels do you see there, this this rise in uh, this working poor uh, that uh, Jutta is talking about that she mm. witnessed in, in Los Angeles? Yeah, it's not not all about um, addiction or uh, you're having a bad face in your life because your wife left you or something like that. It's not all individual um, because we have it everywhere. It's in Germany, it's in the United States, it's in Great Britain, in France and I think we can't explain it away as an individual problem because somebody is too ill to participate. You're listening to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. We'll be back after a short break. Stay tuned. So, you've been thinking about corporate underwriting on KCRW Berlin, but just don't know how to get started? Let us make it easy for you. The next time you're on your computer, email us at sponsorships at kcrwberlin.org or online at kcrwberlin.com slash sponsorships. We'll be more than happy to explain the process step by step. It's that easy. Remember, email us at sponsorships at kcrwberlin.org or online at kcrwberlin.com slash sponsorships. Then, the next time you're listening to KCRW Berlin, you just might hear your business name on the air. Welcome back to Studio Berlin. I'm here with sociologist Jutta Almendinger and Wilhelm Nadolny from the Berliner Staatmission. We're discussing homelessness and poverty in Germany and in Berlin. Wilhelm, you mentioned an initiative earlier called Housing First. Can you tell us what that is? Housing First is a concept where they say um, you get a flat first and then um, we try to help you um, 
get your life together. And not the other way around, because usually in Germany we have this um, step system where you learn living and then you can have an, your own flat. But Housing First is more radical and says, yeah, you get your housing first and then um, we see what you need to arrange yourself in such a new situation. So that is one side of the coin. Jutta, can I ask you about something you touched upon earlier, which is a lack of social mobility. So the fact that the lower ends of the household income spectrum are not rising, that people seem to be getting stuck. I mean, what can be done there? Like when I go back to my teachers in Los Angeles, uh, this is a population who uh, next year will be out of homelessness. I mean, they know this, they already arranged for housing so this is temporary. Uh, this is not a good situation. It shouldn't be like this, uh, but it's temporary. Uh, but for some people, it's really a prominent problem. And for this reason, I strongly support this housing first, because housing first is a policy of trust. So you trust those people and you give them housing, and then you help them with a lot of social workers, with a lot of assistance uh, to get uh, you know, sort of rid of the drug problems or other things. What we do now in Germany is just the other way around. You first ask people to behave well and then they get housing. Um, but probably I may come briefly back to the U.S. and uh, briefly come back to my optimism, which I developed there. Because when I was in the U.S., uh, there was this increasing visibility um, the closer I came in the middle and the center of L.A., there were people uh, all over the street uh, were homeless. Whenever I talked to people whom I invited at Pacific Palace, they talked about homelessness. They told me, well, it's just a paycheck away. So I thought, well, I mean, obviously in the U.S., uh, given that those people feel close of homelessness if they uh, are getting, you know, offset of their own work, they should care more than Germans who have all the social assistance uh, compared to the U.S., uh, higher social assistance. But this uh, does not seem to be the case. Uh, so in my study comparing Los Angeles and uh, Germany, uh, it's also about, uh, you know, myth and that uh, some things which I hoped that they will change obviously don't change. It doesn't change much if you tell people that those people are not lazy, but that they are working. Uh, they are still homeless, and this is a prime impression people have. Wilhelm, that's something you talked about. Maybe you can uh, talk to what people, local citizens, residents here in Berlin, but also elsewhere, can actually do to help homeless. You have to see the homeless people as people first. Um, it's really important because um, nobody chooses to be um, in, a, in this situation. See them as people. That's the most important thing. They are not lazy guys um, who are too um, too drunk to find a work or something like that. No, they are people in bad situations who need our attention. And Jutta, perhaps a last word from you. What do you think is most necessary to do right now, perhaps from government, but also from citizens? Well, uh, get rid of the nimbyism, uh, not in my backyard, because we had a, have a lot of space to build houses on we have a lot of possibilities to, uh, you know, give room uh, to the homeless people, um, but we don't do this. So uh, actions need to be taken to bring citizens closer to the homeless people, to uh, ask them to interact, 
And this actually would help to decrease stereotypes and to start a joint action, uh, a night of solidarity, as we call it, uh, next January, uh, not just for counting them, but also for collective help. That's it for this edition of Studio Berlin. Thank you both, Jutta. Jutta Almendinger is the president of the WZB Berlin Social Science Center. Thank you very much. And thank you, Wilhelm. Wilhelm Nadolny is the head of the Bahnhofsmission Zoologische Garten here in Berlin. Thanks for having me. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Studio Berlin. Have a great weekend.